Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Shout Our Struggle podcast. I just wanted to give a reintroduction real fast for anyone who may be new that this is their first episode. Shout Our Struggle is an initiative that believes that we must cultivate conversations about mental wellness in order to encourage each other to speak up and to find our paths to healing. So, this podcast is just one element of that goal for me. So, I last week shared my story about my struggle with mental illness and I talked about where SOS came from and this week specifically I'm going to talk about therapy. My journey with therapy, how to find a therapist, what to expect when you're at therapy, and hopefully this is a good tool for you if it's something that you're interested in and maybe you're scared of it or you're not exactly sure what to expect but you're about to go for your first session. Hopefully this will ease your anxieties about therapy a little bit. So, last week I shared that it took me about six years between when I actually started struggling with mental illness until I finally reached out and got a therapist. So, according to the National Alliance of Mental Illness, it takes 11 years on average from the onset of a mental illness until treatment for most people. And hopefully that can change. Hopefully we can start to get people to realize that they need help earlier on so they don't have to struggle for as long and it can reduce the amount of people living with mental illness on their own. Therapy is just one treatment for mental illness, but for me, I think it's the most useful. That doesn't mean that things like medications aren't useful for other people. I don't feel the need to be medicated, but a lot of people find medication for their mental illness to be really useful, so I do not want to make it seem like if you're getting medication or you think you might need medication that that's not good. It's also a really good way to help yourself. But today, specifically, since my experience is with therapy, that's what I would like to talk about. My first therapist was amazing. My therapist now is amazing too. Like, I'm not saying she's not. She's great. But my first therapist was really great, especially because it was my first introduction to therapy. And I was definitely really scared for my first session because I had no idea what to expect. Through therapy, I've gotten a lot of different skills. Some things that I've worked on specifically, just to be upfront about it, I've worked on setting boundaries, so not allowing people to violate things that make me uncomfortable or upset. I've worked on how to deal with anxiety attacks and how to speak myself through my anxieties logically, how to convince myself that it's just a thought and it's not the truth. And those things that I learned were really helpful. But something else is learning how to step back from the way people are treating me and see that it's not my fault when other people treat me poorly. And not that they're bad people, but they might be going through something themselves that's causing them to treat me the way that they're treating me. And that's part of where my philosophy of self-care is community care comes from, because when you're struggling with something, it can affect the way you interact with others and cause them pain. Taking care of yourself can help prevent you from hurting someone else. When I first started going to therapy, I had just gotten out of a very, very difficult, very, very long relationship. That relationship changed the way I looked at myself. It changed how I carried myself, how I talked about myself. It changed how I spent my time. 
and I was not as invested in myself as I should have been while I was in that relationship. Through therapy, I realized that I was doing that. I realized my patterns in relationships that weren't healthy for myself or the other person, and obviously, it's a work in progress. So, that's the most important thing about therapy to know before you go, is therapy is not a solution. You're not going to fix it in five seconds. It takes a lot of work. You have to work on yourself and invest in yourself. It takes a lot of time and energy to go on the path through therapy because it requires you to be fully invested in improving yourself and in your growth. As far as I'm concerned, when you're struggling with mental illness, that investment is worth it because the way you feel after you've reached this goal that you have of fixing some sort of pattern that you fall into, it is the biggest relief ever. For me, it's the biggest relief when I realized that something that I was working on in therapy worked. The second that I was able to set a a boundary in a relationship, it was like mind-blowing to me because I had never been able to do that before. Just for me, therapy has been so useful and so helpful And it's not the only option, but it is a huge step to take. And it's really, really, really so wonderful. And I (laughs) know I keep saying that and it sounds very redundant, but it's true. And I hope that maybe me saying that it was really useful for me might make you think it'll be useful for you. I don't know. Hearing other people went to therapy for me was really what pushed me to go. So let's talk about what to expect at your first therapy session. I had no clue and I've been to two different therapists now. So I had a therapist at school in Virginia and when I moved back to New Jersey, I couldn't practice with her anymore because she's not licensed in New Jersey. And obviously that made me a little bit sad because she was really great. But my new therapist is wonderful. I've had a few sessions with her so far and She's been really useful and super validating to me and helped me realize some things that I hadn't realized with my previous therapist as well. So it's always great to get new perspectives, but both times I started with a therapist. This is how my session went. And it may not be exactly like this for you because when I go to therapists, I specifically look for therapists that practice cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a theory, a method of clinical practice is the best way to put it probably. It's just it's just a way that people go about practicing psychology. I'm not sure if other therapists that may not use CBT have a different first session, but in general, this is how it goes. Normally, before you go for your first session, you'll fill out all of this paperwork, giving the therapist a breakdown of your mental health history. And not just your mental health history, but your life history. When you're filling out this information, be as detailed as possible. It is so helpful to your therapist. My new therapist thanked me for how much information I put in because if your therapist really knows what they're getting into, then they can help you so much more effectively. So if there's questions about your relationship with your parents or if you're in a relationship currently, Giving as much detail about those things as you can will really help your therapist and it will be helpful because your first session will just turn into a review for you and your therapist about what things you're struggling with. Every time, it's just a life rundown. It'll be 
Yeah, so I started struggling with mental illness when I was a senior in high school, and these are the specific things I struggled with. And then I got into college, and I struggled with body image issues or feeling like I wasn't enough, having seasonal depression when it came to the winter, things like that. I would say that in the session, and then the therapist would ask prompting questions to get any more information out of me that they needed. That's kind of what to expect in your first session. You're not going to really be doing any treatment that day, most likely, because from your opening session, then your therapist will form a treatment plan for you, and that's going to look different for everyone because mental health and mental illness, mental wellness, is a unique journey for every single person. So it's not going to look the same for you as it looks for me or any of my friends. So I really, really do not want to knock programs like BetterHelp or Cerebral. They have completely qualified therapists on there as far as I know, and I have friends that use those services and really like them. I don't know what a first session is like with them because I've never done one before. If I can get a friend that has onto the podcast to talk about it, I think that would be really great. So I will definitely see if I can arrange that for anyone that's interested. Aside from that, I'm going to talk about how I found my therapists and kind of the easiest way to do it. Unfortunately, healthcare in this country is not free. The more complicated thing is that a lot of healthcare companies will not cover therapy, so it can be very expensive always good to check if you're interested in a traditional route to check to see if they take your insurance. So the way that I've found most useful to do that is to go onto the website Psychology Today and put in the information they ask for when you go to the therapist search. It'll ask you for your location so you can put in your zip code, your city, whatever it is, and then from there you can narrow down your search. There's a little tab that you can click on and it will say what they treat. So for me, it would be anxiety and depression. And then it would look for what the gender of your therapist is. So for me, I always want to go with a female therapist just because I feel more comfortable that way. So I would click female. This is the most important part of it all. This is why I love using psychology today. There is another tab that has insurance. So you would click on the insurance part and it would drop down and then you'd click whatever your insurance is. This is so important because you want to make sure that whatever office you're going to is accepting your insurance or you may have to pay out of pocket and that can be really expensive. Just to be upfront about the cost of therapy, depending on what your office covers, it can range anywhere from $80 to like $160 a session, which is a lot. Some people don't go weekly, some people go bi-weekly, some people go monthly, just going is good enough, especially if it's something that is difficult for you to afford. Doing something is better than doing nothing. It's an investment in yourself, and it's good to give it a shot. And I'm hoping and crossing my fingers for you that your th- your insurance will cover y- your therapy. When on Psychology Today, the information comes up about the therapists, look at what they say about themselves. Look at what they say their ideal patient might be. Read those things because it's for you to know if you're going to be a good match with them. A lot of firms, if you want to call them a firm or offices, will have you just fill out a general application and then from there match you with a therapist. So my current therapist's office, that's what they did for me. And they made a great match for me. I really like my therapist. Not all offices do that. 
So you might have to really read into whoever you're applying to and you can always talk to the front office and see if they have any suggestions on which therapist you should work with based off of what you're struggling with. So not everyone struggles with anxiety and depression. A lot of people do, but not everyone does. So just make sure that whoever you're going to is using a method that's going to work for you. If you're interested in doing cognitive behavioral therapy, look into that. There's also dialectical behavioral therapy. That's another option. A lot of people practice both, and so people have specialties. Like, if you struggle with substance abuse, some therapists are specialized in that. If you've gone through sexual trauma, some therapists specialize in that. So, you can find a lot of options for you that will be most catered to your needs. So, just read as much as you can. Good luck in finding a therapist that's good for you, and I'm sure that there's someone out there that will be able to help you. Don't be hard on yourself or give up on therapy if your first therapist isn't a perfect match. I've been very, very lucky that that's the case for me. Both times, that doesn't really happen often. It might take a little bit of juggling. That's the reason why it's so important to talk about our experiences with therapy. Know that some people do have really good experiences. Some therapists aren't as good as other therapists. That's just how it is. We're all human beings And it's not that they're bad therapists, it's that they're not a good match for you. So keep looking, keep trying. I'm sure that someone out there will be able to help you. Please don't give up. Seriously, please do not give up on therapy. So that's the end of this podcast episode. I hope that some of the information in here about therapy was useful. If you want help finding a therapist and you really can't figure it out, or you're not sure who to go with, or you'd like personal information about who I work with, I could always give that to you if you reach out to me on the Instagram page, shout our struggle, please give it a follow, I post some resources on there. So, just to finish off the episode, I have some really exciting news for me and for Shout Our Struggle. I didn't want to not include it in the podcast because it's important for the route that we're going to go moving forward with Shout Our Struggle. I'm having trouble saying it. I don't know why. This past weekend, I competed in a local preliminary competition for Miss New Jersey, and I am so lucky to be serving as the 2022 Miss Shore Resort. I am excited because it gives me an opportunity to bring Shout Our Struggle to a wider audience, to have support from multiple different people. All of the girls I have met so far have been so wonderful, and I'm so thankful. I'm very, very proud to be part of an organization that is so invested in uplifting women and uplifting important causes. I'm glad and so excited to add Shout Our Struggle into the beauty that is the Miss America organization and see how Shout Our Struggle plays out within that framework. I'm excited to be Miss Shore Resort and to serve my local community and to serve New Jersey and to serve the world and make it a better place. Yeah, I'm just excited and very proud of myself. I don't know, that's it. Like, that's just, that's it. That's the announcement, and that's the podcast. That's the last thing I wanted to include because I didn't want to put it at the beginning and kind of take away from the information. Not that it would be taking away. I just didn't want to put it at the beginning and have it distract from the information that I was providing you all today because it's very important. I will see you again next week. I'm not exactly sure what the podcast will be about next week. I haven't thought that far ahead, to be honest, because I've been a little bit busy, 
but I promise I will have an episode for you and I promise you will love it. So have a good week and I will see you all next Saturday. Bye!